Hey, this is Coach Cimarroni for Blood Time. Um, we want to uh, really thank the people at Anchor and encourage you if you are starting your own podcast or currently using uh, another platform in your podcast to uh, try Anchor. Anchor is a terrific platform. We're very, very pleased with their performance and their technology as well as uh, their support. So uh, give it a try. Anchor is a great, great uh, technology and platform, and we're pleased that uh, they are uh, one of our great uh, partners at Blood Time. Thanks for listening, and uh, continue to support us as we will support you with great stories. Thank you. I want to thank John Dyer, the CEO and founder at Nova Title, our newest sponsor. They're 20 years in business with offices in Worcester and Solon to serve you. Uh, they can be found at novatitleagency.com. They're making the American dream come true with three attorneys, six licensed title agents, two e-notaries on staff, and you can close at any time uh, you're choosing. The American dream comes true at Nova Title. John Dyer and his staff will help you do so at novatitleagency.com. Blood Time, the podcast that speaks to the bond, the emotion between coach and athlete at the interscholastic and intercollegiate level. Each interview, each segment will reveal that bond and what was learned, how they were transformed, and what each athlete took to the world at large from that transformation. These stories will warm your heart and astound you all together. Submitted for your approval, now it is blood time. We are back from the quarantine. Holy cow, this has been a long two months for Blood Time and the Blood Time crew, but welcome back. And I want to thank my last guest, Kesh Sagafi, the the mortgage guy and also the most tenacious guy I've ever heard about in the sport of wrestling, going from literally just a very average wrestler to actually winning almost 50 matches in college or maybe over 50 matches in college at Oklahoma State and wrestling with John Smith on a continual basis. An amazing story, an amazing businessman, and amazing guest. Thank you, Kesh. Um, and I also love his brother, Dar, who I coached at John Carroll University, uh, a great uh, physician in his own right. I have in studio today a great guy, one of my most favorite guys in the sport forever. Uh, not only a coach at a number of schools, but also uh, currently the superintendent at the Cog Heights school system, including K through 12. Tom Evans. Welcome, Tom. How My are pleasure, you? My pleasure, Pete. Good seeing you. Thank you so much for being here after the quarantine, short, sort of. Yeah, I'm great. It's a, and it's a beautiful day, too. Isn't I think it? we had the right day for it. So, you know, obviously blood time, right? We're here for blood time, uh, the sport, uh, the coach, uh, but uh, we have a big issue here, a yeah. big issue that could affect our sport. But... Um, we don't know what that's what that's gonna what that's gonna be. It's a sure. fluid situation. Uh, a lot of emotion initially in the lockdown. Uh, we're seeing th- some things from Sweden. We're seeing some better, I think, better models uh, moving forward. And the sadness that we experienced with the, with the cancellation of the state tournament in our sport, in uh, basketball, you know, girls and boys. 
in uh, in the, the cancellation of track and baseball. It just it's it's heart wrenching. Um, you're right there on the front line. Tell me what's going on over there. Well, well heart wrenching was the right word, and, and the irony is I I was thinking about the uh, state wrestling tournament today in a normal year we would have been done yeah the, the season got pushed back a week this year as, as all the seasons did right. and, and uh, we we might have been through it at that point in time at least gotten the season in but yeah because we did the uh, districts yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, it's it, uh you know it, just tough on the kids tough yeah. to watch um all the heart that they put into things and they have it uh you know uh, certainly the state championships taken away from kids that have qualified for that that's that was that's a heartbreaker but then right. uh, kids that are spring sport athletes baseball softball sure. uh our track kids uh, we were going to have a gangbuster of a track team this year and the work that those kids have put into it and really up until that till the the final uh, nail kind of came that yeah. that we're still trying to do some things to get ready in case they came back so right. um um but you know I I got to from the, the time this whole thing started, when I met with our staff, and uh, we're blessed. Mo- most of our coaches are in our, our district, so okay, cool. they know yeah. our kids. They know they know who we are. They know what our mission is. Uh, uh, I took a look at this, and I, and I said to this uh, across the board that we're going to look at this as an opportunity. Okay. And, and, you know, our districts face a lot of adversity in the last 10, 15 years, sure. uh, um, some, in, some self-inflicted. But, uh, but every time that's happened, our district has been better for it. Our people have risen to the occasion. They've done a phenomenal job, and that's been the case this time. I got coaches. My track coach puts a daily uh, uh, blog out there, a workout schedule. The kids are recording stuff, and they're nice. and they're filling in. So they're you know we're trying to stay as positive as we can about sure. uh, what's a really really negative situation. Yeah. Well, today you know I had a, I put out my final forms um, uh, memo. Um, it's been a couple of weeks because of my move. I mo- just moved into a new home. Thank you, Missy, my girlfriend. She's fantastic. <laughs> Uh, but having said that, I put out a, a memo because my assistant coach, Jay Goodwin, has decided to move back to Dallas for a career move, which is great for him. And so part of that was the message of staying positive, staying engaged, keeping your mind right, keeping your spirits up, keeping your workout right. You Absolutely. Know I mean? So I, I, I know what you're talking about. It's it's really important. But the the entire situation here is fluid. I, I use that that term fluid, and also to failing forward. We like to use that yeah. term in this podcast, and so I think you just mentioned that, right? Yeah. Other, you know, it's a mentality. Of, right. If we fail, but we're going to fail forward. Right. We're not going to do that again. We're going to get get better, stronger, faster, smarter. But it's also fluid, so we have to look at different things to make our decisions. And so, what I'm looking at in this decision for both athletics, but also education, business, politics, whatever. We need to not only rely on the scientists for these decisions, we need to rely on the, lo- the person who has logic, yeah. common sense, from different, different professions to make a joint decision that is smart for, for really the society at large. And I think that's also going to trans- transfer into our sport into sports. Am I right or am I wrong? You're 100 percent. You're 100 percent right. And, yeah. and part of that is right now, uh, um, as, as you well know, you, you see there's there's confusion on a day to day basis, right. even from our, our our leadership. And and uh, you know, I meet with you know, any given week um, anywhere between um, 60 and 80 superintendents via sure. uh, virtual meetings, and some are really focused on some short term things. Others are talking about what are we going to do in the fall. And I think we we, we kind of kind of narrow that focus a little bit. It's good to take a look at the, all those different perspectives and and really those weekly meetings are are, are very cathartic for me as a superintendent to okay. hear what other people are experiencing and what they're looking at because 
a lot of times they might have an alternative way of doing some things. And I, I think that it's been an area that uh, has allowed for some growth uh, for us. But uh, really to, to try and stay hyper-focused on uh, one step at a time as we move through this. Because so eat that elephant one slice at a time. Exactly. exactly. You've got exactly. that elephant in the room, but you can't eat it all at one You know, time. we're eight yeah. weeks into this and we're already making uh, decisions are being made another eight weeks out. Okay. And, and, I, and I think, the, you know, the state of Ohio uh, has made tremendous progress in eight weeks. I agree. Um, and, and if we make that same kind of progress in another eight weeks, I, I think it's it's looking at a, a whole different uh, way of looking at things. Well, you know, and I was just reading about the Sweden model. Yeah. I mean, we talked about this offline before we started the interview. And really, that's, a, that's so smart to me because put to work the people that are not at risk to help the ones that are at risk and help society continue. And so when I look at some of these numbers that we're seeing, it doesn't really bear out the lock, total lockdown of what's, what's occurred. Now, again, I'm not an expert. Uh, you're an expert in, in one field. But the common sense looked at it, look at it, looks, looks to me like we really got to take a step back. And I think you said this before we started this, take a deep breath and make the right, not emotional decision, but make the right intellectual decision for the for the for the society at large am i missing 100 percent, 100 percent. and again I, I like the one bite at a time on the elephant thing right. I, I think sometimes uh you become overwhelmed when you start taking a look at the big picture sure um certainly um, we've been able to do it in the state of ohio because governor dewine's been kind of out front of some of these things but you know we talk about that sweden mouth um right. seems to be a lot of really good data coming out of there some, yes. some effective strategies and we talked about uh before we came on here, the number, the percentage that are actually that are incarcerated, yes, uh, um, yeah. that are on those numbers, so yeah. that uh, and that that would almost seem like a natural in a confined space. So, yeah. it, it it's you know uh, the whole numbers can lie to you sometimes, right? Uh, uh, depending on how you use them, how you want to use them, sure. And, and you got to be careful of that moving through this. I think you have to look at the reality right in front of you. Yeah, we look at uh, we've looked at Cuyahoga County very closely. We've looked at our uh, if you look at the the breakdown uh, in our zip code. Okay. Uh, quite honestly, okay. and we're a little bit less affected over at Cuyahoga Heights than maybe some of the other ones are. Sure. And uh, we just had a meeting with uh, with my administrative team last week, and and we're sitting there, and, and nobody of my immediate administrative team knew anybody within the district that it had contracted sure. COVID. Yeah. That's a wonderful thing, but that doesn't mean it's not happening around us. But of we course. want we want to stay that course. So of course. I, we're saying to ourselves, then we think we've done some things right to this point. Yeah. And let's continue to do things, and let's continue to step by step. Uh, move move forward, not stand still. I think some people are caught in a little bit of a uh, quicksand right now, and they're afraid to take that step forward. And, and, and it. it's a legitimate fear, but at some point in time, uh, and, and you watch the news, you see the tension in society right now. Yep. Um, you yep. you got to start moving forward a little bit. Well, you know, it's the old term paralysis by analysis, oh, yeah. right? <laughs> Absolutely. You know? And speaking of that, uh, speaking of what you were speaking about, the two things that I would address is that I'm good friends with Ted Yates, who's the mayor of Twinsburg, yeah. former wrestler from Solon. Yeah. Uh, we love the wrestling. Right? <laughs> and uh, he was putting the numbers out in, you know, Summit County's low. Yeah. I mean, low. The entire county, and, you know, Twinsburg obviously is in there. But also, too, I do have an acquaintance, and I would consider him a friend, uh, and his brother a friend of mine, uh, Michael Aletta, uh, from the Aletta family. Tony Aletta was, a, I think, a national runner-up yeah. for John Carroll University. And he's uh, he's not he's doing well now or not well, but he's he's getting healthier. But he was really hit by this, so my best wishes going out to the Aletta family for a complete recovery for Michael, 
who's owner of Gino's Jewelers yeah. as well. And, you know, one of those things is just about even breaking it down into smaller sections that, you know, we the governor's made some, and, and Dr. Acton has certainly put some things in place. Yeah. Uh, and the Ohio Department of Education has has, has kind of made some recommendations okay. to us. We've, they, they've really let local control kind of dictate, which was a good thing, because you go out to an area like Hancock County that I think last check that I saw, Hancock County had maybe one or two documented cases, uh, cases in the entire county. Right. So... Are you going to let them treat things a little bit differently out there, yeah. or, or do you say now we got to stay clamped down and, uh, until well, we're, and, and, we're you sure know, of this? And our leaders have been saying hey, yeah. Wyoming is different than New York City. Yeah, you know absolutely. what I mean. So that's what we're talking about, yeah. right? Obviously, Hancock County is definitely different than Calgary County. Absolutely. You know what I mean? So I agree with you 100. percent So let's 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 narrow this down. Let's talk about our sport. Okay. I love our sport, yeah, but it is the anti-social distancing. <laughs> yeah. You can't get more anti-social distancing than the knocking heads in the wrestling room. So what do we do with our sport? What does that look like in uh, in October when the preseason starts and November when real season starts? Well, it's, it's funny. I, I pulled up a Yahoo article, and they said the, the 10 things that you're not going to see coming back in the fall, and one of them together, glumped together, was the sport of football, wrestling, and rugby, of yeah. which I'm associated with all three. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. I get it. Yeah, exactly. And, right. I, and I thought, uh, you know, we've dealt with it for a long time. Sure. You sure. know, the, the whole sanitation thing. And, sure. you know, we've gone through the whole skin. Oh, my gosh. The skin like, things. Uh, God bless uh, defense as soap, right? Honestly, God. Honestly, God. So, we've never, <laughs> we've never been a reactive sport right. about it. Right. So and I I, I got to believe that that's going to stay the same. I I think the the problem comes when other people that want that aren't part of it believe they know better yeah. than what we do. Well said. I think sometimes uh uh you know we, this is what I was talking about right right not just the scientists but others that are surrounding that actual have experience in the sport may not be scientists but literally live the sport yeah. eat sweet and you know eat, absolutely eat sleep and drink it you know and so, and you know the the people. And our level of sport, the coaches and the administrators, they want nothing but the best for our sport. Of course. And, it, and the last thing we want is a black eye associated with our sport, that, right. that we've done something uh, uh Although once wrong. or twice we've seen some experience. Well, we have. You give them a cock eye like, yeah. what are you talking <laughs> <Yeah>. about? <laughs> yeah. I don't think there's a sport that's without that, though. So I agree. I, 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 agree I, I don't think we're alone that two that. guys coming out of the Nordonia district in 1974, <laughs> that was a bad decision. <laughs> yeah, well, we didn't yeah. even have to state for that, though. Anyhow, but, go ahead. But, yeah. but uh, you know, I and I think our sport's always been willing to work with people to say what's best for us. You know, course, it, yeah. when, and I remember, and as as you all do, the whole weight management thing. And we remember right. what weight cutting was in the in the seventies and eighties. You know, where yeah. people were putting plastic suits on and sure. and, and and that kind of thing. And, and you know, that was that it was just not good for you. And the, and the progress that we made and the research that was done and the and now with the testing and, sure. and that type of thing and, and the way that it's gone about right now, it's far more healthier for the kids. And I think our sport has always been open-minded to that yep. because, again, in the long run, that's what's best for our sport. Of course. And, you know, you and I have both seen a, a lot of different models with that. We, we've seen skin handled a lot of different ways no through doubt. the course of our, our no years. And, and, and while this is, you know, this can be far more devastating. Of course. Um, uh, of course. Although generally not to that age group, they tend to be more carriers than they have been kids that have been experienced right. by it, but uh, our, our you, you and I are the ones that are more threatened by it by <laughs> exactly. being in the wrestling room with it, quite exactly honestly. Right. Yeah. But uh, um, although I think we've we've seen <laughs> well, I, I mean, yeah. we've had every disease going <laughs> at us, man. It bounces yeah. off anyway, exactly at a right. certain level, but uh, yeah. um, but I think you know we look at overall health and general general strength of body and mind, and I think those are all advantages in dealing with this. And that's what that's leads me to my next point: her immunity. Yeah, we this is our best. This is our best defense. Right. Is 
going out and getting dirty. Yeah. Stop being in the house where you're becoming, you know, like basically a mushroom, <laughs> yep. right? Get out in the real world, get dirty, rub some dirt on it, right? Yep. You know what I mean? And get that herd immunity. So I think that our sport speaks to that. I'm just biased, no, but it does. You're, you know? I was talking to a, a, a good friend, Ray Anthony, a long-time wrestling official. Oh, and, the greatest. And, you know, Ray, Ray's one of my great, great friends in the world. Awesome. And, and we were talking about, you know, as kids, heck, we ate mud pies and then came in. And, oh, of course. And, and yeah. maybe half washed our hands and then maybe peanut butter <laughs> and jelly right, sandwich. And right. it's like, you know, we were eating dirt and everything else. And, and then Ray says to me, we turned out all right. I, there are people that might... might sure. Second guess whether we turned out all right or not, but but uh, right. I, th- right. I think we did. Hey, uh, listen, Columbia Station loves Ray Anthony. Oh yeah, <laughs> and I think Hog Heights loves Tom Evans. Yeah. So uh, it's a good stuff. But you know, so so we have obviously we have conjecture. Yeah, we don't know. Okay, what's going to happen to our sport? But let's let's turn this around a little bit, and let's talk about blood time. Let's talk about Tom Evans and blood time. And, what coach made you think that maybe I can do this? Maybe I can coach. Maybe I can teach. Maybe I can be an administrator. Maybe I can be something more than just what I was doing when I was doing it. Well, it, it's uh, I've I've been blessed. You know, I <clears throat> I raised by two wonderful parents who neither one of them with us anymore. But just uh, so, but but then had so many terrific <clears throat> mentors in my life. You know, um, when I first started, and I got two older brothers and two younger sisters. Nice. But we all kind of mixed it up sport-wise. My oldest brother, Bud, uh, was was a very good wrestler. As a matter of fact, his arch, his uh, his nemesis was uh, Stevie Kale oh, from, from Beachwood. God. He couldn't oh, get past God. Stevie. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Bud had a great career. Um, Stevie and, was the ultimate staller. Uh, <laughs> oh, my God. That boy, he was hard to take <laughs> yeah, down, man. Yeah. You couldn't take him down. Well, he took fourth in a state yeah, twice. So yeah. He was pretty good. And uh, uh, my brother Mark was played football and was a track guy, and then I did football wrestling on track. So we kind of spread it out a little bit. Yeah. But, but you know, I was one of the one of these, uh, the emphases with wrestling camps. Sure. You know, that uh, Coach Jim Wallace was the head coach sure. at Cog Heights, and, you know, he's Hall of Famer, and, and yep. uh, we lost Jim uh, uh, about a year or so ago, but uh-huh. a great, great guy, great man, and actually a neighbor. Sure. You know, Jim Wallace lived the street away from us, and John, his uh, his son was a captain when I was a sophomore of the wrestling team, so I've known John his whole life, but we were just a close-knit group. But, we, you know, wrestling camps back then, and, and uh, the first one I went to was out in Hiram, but then Dick Bonacci, Cleveland State. Oh, one of the Cle- best of Cle- all time. Cleveland State, and yeah. I developed a relationship with Mike Paporis, uh, yep. When Mike was at Richmond Heights, uh, one of as our, a camp- ne- our, our our number one nemesis, yep. so, our, yeah. our camp counselor, uh, Tommy Eller, love him. longtime oh, friend, God, yeah. referee. Sure. So all those people, and then just to, you know, that was back in a time when, um, as a high school, the, the rules were a little bit less lax. So like over Christmas vacation, we we practiced at ten o'clock in the morning at Cuyahoga Heights, mm-hmm. and then I get we get done at noon, and then I hop in the car and drive down to Cleveland State and get sure. the, my brains beat in. By Albert and Tony Di Giovanni, oh, uh, Gary yeah. Ceresi, oh, uh, that whole crew. Sure, uh, sure. Uh, just, uh, b- just great people. Developed great relationships with them. Dick yep. was, uh, you know, as much I didn't end up at Cleveland State, but Dick was always kind of looking out for me, and uh, nice. I uh, would have loved to have me down there. But uh, just, just another one of those people that you can kind of go to. Mm-hmm. Fast forward, I, uh, I graduate from college. I play some rugby in college. All right. Um, um, and, they uh, eat their young, right? Yeah, we do absolutely. <laughs> but move back to the Greater Cleveland area, and uh, my first fo- first phone call I get is from uh, my old coach, sure, uh, Bill Jacobs. Okay, lived in Berea. I was working out that way. A great mentor to me. He said, "Do you want to coach football?" I said, "Sure." sure. He said, "Show up at Berea tomorrow morning at ten o'clock," wow. and I uh, was coaching the next morning at ten o'clock for Tom Madsey. Oh my uh, gosh! So wow. Tom Tom Madsey was a great and Tom. 
you know, a lot of people used to talk about family first. Yeah. We lived it. Yeah. We absolutely lived it. We had a coaching staff of 10. I still remember my first year there, we had 230 kids, 9 through 12, in football uniforms in our team picture. Oh, my God. Um, but, and it, and it was That's a, more than Beachwood's entire population. <laughs> and, 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 it, and it was about family. Yeah. And, and it yeah. was just about... Uh, uh, and my senior I, class was 202. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. I learned so much from Tom Madsey, Harl sure. Evans, and that, and that crew. And they taught me about life and about how that relates to coaching. Yeah. And it really did help to formulate, you know, what I learned from Jim Wallace and then Tom Madsey uh, uh, and Bill Jacobs, those three people, about people and relationships and hard work and, sure. and that type of thing. Was you there know? anything, Tom, that, that they said either positively or got in your grill a little bit that just turned you? Like, you know, just, I remember a few choice moments by, you know, Coach I. Yeah. Okay? Oh, sure. And I remember not to direct it towards me, but DiCarlo directed towards a few guys. Number one, John Gramoogley. <laughs> God love him. He's yep. great. But you know what I mean? And they just, they just turned the way I thought. But they were t- they were tough love people. Sure, yeah, absolutely. they they were tough love people. They 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 weren't huggers. They no. you know they weren't they weren't everything's all right all the time. No, it's not. Uh, uh, they were you know sometimes it's a kick in the pants. Yeah, and, and you get better. What I learned from the three of those guys is that, uh, I never walked into a room and thought, I'm the most talented or I'm the smartest guy in the room. Gotcha. I always felt that if you're going to beat me, you're going to outwork me. And I learned that from all, all three right. of those people. Mm-hmm. They were grinders. We, it, yeah. it, if there, There's no replacement for hard work and dedication to what you do. Cool. And, and that will, and, and I think the, that was portrayed in even the teams that I coached. I, one of the greatest compliments, I was thinking about this on the way over, we are talking sure. uh, about some of the uh, Walsh teams. And Bill Barger, we're over oh, at Alliance, yeah, at the yeah. Top Gun Tournament yeah, Alliance is yeah, over there. And yeah. I'm standing next to Bill Barger, and, and Bill says, you know, Tommy, I love wrestling your kids. I go, why, Bill, you beat the snot out of us sure. all the time. He goes, he goes, your kids love a fight. I he like goes, your it. kids never back down. He goes, some of my kids have been wrestling since, you know, the North Akron Wrestling right. Club. He sure. goes, your kids walked out on the mat last week, but they're not yeah. walking off without giving you everything they got. And that, that, scrappers. That, that, that was that. the that was the eternal compliment for me, you know, sure. that we'll we'll take you and and, and and we're gonna we're gonna be tough minded. Yeah. And uh and we're gonna we're gonna maximize what we can do. It's um, not the dog in the fight, it's the fight. Oh, the that, dog, that, right? that was yeah, one of Coach Walls. Yeah. Coach yeah. Walls had two it's not, it's not the size of the dog in the fight, it's the size yeah. of fighting the dog. And he always used to tell us a hungry dog fights better than a fat dog. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. But I like the I, I like the, 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 the line never trust a skinny chef. Yeah. <laughs> so fat is good sometimes. There we go. Right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, I'm thinking about eating. I don't know there why. There we go. There we go. Right, right down the tube, sir. Right? Yep. <laughs> it's beautiful. So you know, so that's beautiful, and um, you know, I had a number of great coaches as well. Um, what did you? What What did you? you know, and in the very first blood time that I had, I had Sonny Marchetti on and Mark Haywall, yeah. and they talked about their DNA. And Marchetti talked about Barker and Talarchek being part of his DNA. Yeah. He didn't even think about those guys. Yeah. They They are in him. Yeah. Same thing with D. Giovanni and Haywald. Same thing with you know obviously his his father absolutely Mark, Mark senior I guess is back of a better term how do you have a better coach yeah. right than Mark a two time no. NCAA or three time NCAA champion but anyhow that was part of his DNA is that with is that what your is that what you feel as a coach as an administrator as a teacher oh like, absolutely and and there's it, it, it to the point where sometimes it becomes a little bit funny because okay. I'll say something and I'll realize that's something Tom Manzi would have said or I'll do okay. something I'll, and another one of my 
my mentors in, in education was Linda sure. Bowers. She's the reason I became an administrator. Yeah, sure. and and I I'm going to digress for a second to go Please off on do. this, but Please but do. you know I had uh, I taught in a vocational school. I taught horticulture for a, for a long long time. I remember time. that. Yeah. So yeah. I tell people I'm one of the only uh, educators in Cuyahoga County. That my degree is in agriculture. Oh, I um, but uh, uh, Linda Bowers pulled me in her office one day. I was working at Medina Career Center. I was teaching horticulture down there. And she goes, uh, you're going to be an administrator next year. I go, wow. Linda, I don't have my master's degree yet. Yeah. She, she goes, I, I need another administrator. It's going to be you. Wow. She, I said, well, I haven't taken any classes. She picked up the phone, called Ashland University, signed me up for a class with her credit card, okay. and said, now you can get your administrative license. That is fantastic. And, uh, and, and just to have people in your life that believe in you that much to say, that is, you know, and and again, that's that, rare. That, that's, that just, so that, rare. that's just another it's way beautiful. of getting a kick in the pants, and yeah. that was Linda's way of giving me a kick in the pants. But you right. know, she saw some things in me, and, and and it's it's just funny. And the DNA is spot on, right? Because you know, rarely a day goes by that, uh, and even when you not even when you're just making hard decisions, just your daily way about going about things, sure, uh, is it comes from those different people, right? Uh, and, and it's a it's a I, I got a great mix, yeah. you know, between my parents and then the. The coaching mentors and the teaching mentors I had, I that, that's that's a Hall of Fame lineup right there. And if I just carry a little bit of each of them with me, I'm in I'm in a pretty doggone good place. Fantastic. Liberty Home Mortgage Corporation for all your home mortgage needs. Reach out to them at libertyhomemortgage.org or call them at 440-665-7627. That's Liberty Home Mortgage. So Tom, you know, I you're you're an administrator. Uh, God bless Linda, right? <laughs> uh, but you're also a wrestler. Yep. Okay. So we are facing the brave new world. Yep. Moving forward. So how are you going to affect your school system? And I know that you said you meet with a hundred superintendents on a Zoom meeting on a weekly. So you're going to have a voice there. How are we going? How are you going to address not only your school system but our our sport at large? in this new world? Well, in the sport thing, and it's, it may sound a little bit crazy. I think that the pro sports are going to be kind of our lead on that. Okay. So the quicker pro sports gets back, the more people become relaxed with sports in general. Uh, I I think and getting, getting, you know, we've heard every different model out there, taking baseball out to Arizona and not having crowds. And I, and, and, and I had this discussion with somebody the other day and and you, we can talk about those things all you want, but if Ohio state was playing Michigan tomorrow in football, there'd be 110,000 people in that stadium without masks on. Absolutely. So is that reckless? Maybe 50,000 drunk as hell. Right. Right. Well, (laughs) Maybe so they're impervious. So, but, <laughs> exactly. Right. Uh, but you know, is that is that a great thing? Well, maybe not. But but I just think that getting sports back up and running yeah. is going to be a key. First okay. of all, okay. And saying, okay, listen, basketball did it. Baseball season finished up. There, everything was fine. Nothing spiked, and that's going to kind of lead the way for us. So we're going to awesome. follow that lead a little bit. So that will help us. And certainly, what I'm hearing the last two days from some of the pro, all the pro sport leagues, mm-hmm. is very. Uh, uh, encouraging uh, okay. the NFL's coming out with their schedule starting on the date they were supposed to start with in awesome. in, in uh, September anticipating stadiums being open sure. so that's our approach as a school too okay. I know some schools have pushed starting dates back to give themselves some more time okay uh, we're not okay. Uh, we're sticking with our date and in and, and saying uh, one step at a time with this you know we're eight weeks into this we showed tremendous progress another eight weeks uh we believe there's going to be some more progress okay. with the one caveat knowing that there, there's still scared families out there. Sure. 
and and we have to deal with them and, and at risk people right and, and, and exa- yeah, I mean, exactly you know, with you know comorbidity that's, lot, that's lots of real. lots of kids are living with have grandparents in the house of course and and while uh, our school age survivors right. my sister is a cancer survivor our so school age children aren't necessarily yeah. that uh, uh, you know they're carriers and, yeah. and you have to be careful and that when I I didn't really realize that till I talked to the, one of my superintendents meetings yeah when we were when this whole thing broke in, in March he said he said Tom he goes I we we got to close right now because. Uh, you know, fifty percent of my students' grandparents live in their homes. Though, I thought, big, big, big know, point. No question about something that. Something I hadn't thought about. And we have yeah. some in our district, but you know, the demographics of all the districts they all a little bit different. Of so you, it's good to have that perspective from another point of view. But um, I read someplace that hope is not a strategy. Right. Um, uh, uh, you know, hope's um, a beggar. Yeah, hope's a beggar. Let's so, have faith in our. So you know, we're planning. We're, we're, we're going to put together our regular plan to start school the way we would start school. And and obviously up in all of our sanitation things and, sure. and making masks available and that type of thing as we finish school Would you like to have Gojo year. stock right oh, now? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or Zoom yeah, stock? Yeah, Holy yeah. cow, right? Yeah, going through the roof. Oh, my goodness gracious, yeah. But then just thinking if, if we're not the all clear, where do we go? And, and quite honestly, yeah. you know, we're a small district, 850 students right. pre-K to 12. Right. Um, we don't have the ability to go on a split schedule. So our, our first thought is, is to start with the online um, schooling this, in the beginning there, if we're forced to. Okay. If, okay. if we're forced to. Which is so difficult. It, it is. So, I mean, I watched my, 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 my girlfriend. She's trying to teach 24 second graders virtually. It's just brutal. It's like trying to hurt kittens. Well, not that, but she's <laughs> got to become a technologist yeah. overnight. Yeah. You know, and it's just like, and there's, you know, the other thing too is I was reading, um, and I was talking to my daughter who. My baby just graduated from Ohio State. Oh, go Bucks. There we go. Yeah. May third. She's a buck nice. buck guy, three for three. But she was talking about these Zoom meetings and Zoom meetings actually bring more anxiety yeah. because you're watching yourself talk in a business meeting. Yeah. Or in a you know, and you're not used to that. You're used to, you know, doing what oh, you're yeah. doing right, Absolutely. right now. And so some people like that. Maybe I do. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> but I mean most people are, are like self conscious, like, this is freaking me out yeah. a little bit, you know what I mean? So Having said that, hopefully not, but but please continue your thought process. And, and you know, I've said right from the get-go, I've got some of the best teachers in the state of Ohio. I, sure. You know, our results speak for themselves no academically. Doubt. Great, and, great system. And, and when we made the change to the online, our teachers didn't miss a beat. Okay. As a matter of fact, with the chains of... Uh, uh, state mandated testing coming off. Some of our teachers got super creative and started doing some really, really neat things. Awesome. There's a shelf life to that. Of course. There, there's absolutely a shelf life to that. You have to be in front of the person. There is no replacement yep. for for my teacher uh, de- delivering a lesson and seeing that question mark in that kid's eye. Of course. And then asking more questions and or walking Body behind him as they're working on some work. Yeah. Body language. There's yeah. Certainly, the online can get you to a certain point, but it is not as good as my teachers, right. and never will be. Right. That that we, you know, or Beechwood's teachers or Mayfield's teachers, sure. it, it just it's no replacement for it. It really right. isn't. And and you know what? It, there's some anxiety amongst the teachers. They, we we miss our kids. Sure, we miss our kids. And I, I've been the only one uh, in the building every day since this has broken. Wow. I'm in the building every every day. I, Keep everybody else safe. I've had some maintenance people, and I allow teachers to come in if they want to do some work from okay. their classrooms to get ready, but not not overdo it. And, and I've said this from the time that I had been an educator. I hate being in the building when there's no kids in the building. Yeah. I yeah. I draw my energy from the kids. Almost like a science fiction movie. It, it, right? it really, it's it, yeah. it's it's really creepy. And, and I I tell people this every year. You know, my office sits. I can see the football field from my office because I'm in the high school building. Yep. But 
uh, in August when the when the drum line's out there and they start practicing, yeah. I feel the hair on the back of my neck Shit. start to stand up because the kids are back. Yeah, the kids are back in the building, right. and and it's and and life's where it's supposed to be. That's what it's all about, right? And, and that's yeah. and that's what I long for. That's what I can't wait for those kids to be back in the it's safe. Okay, safe because I you know. Mm-hmm. We're dealing with COVID right now, and mm-hmm. you know there's been school shootings, and and, and that sure. certainly scared the school communities. I've stood I've stood in front of our kids, and I've told our parents that I know that I can't teach your child until they feel safe. Awesome. So whatever we have to do to make them feel safe, to put them in a comfort zone, mm-hmm. we're going to do that. We have the ability to do sure. uh, to make that happen, knowing that with some parents they're not going to feel safe until there's a vaccine out there. I, I have no control over that. Of course. Um, but at some point in time, we're, we got to get back to doing what we do. And I completely understand that and, com- and completely am empathetic with a situation where you have an 83-year-old grandmother yeah. at home with heart problems. Yeah. You don't want to send your kid to bring it. Yeah, I get it. I totally get that. So having said all that, so so really the, the answer is we'll see, but we're going to have really good procedures in place. Right. We're planning on it. And I think it's it's a step-by-step approach to say, yeah. what, what are the little things that we can tighten up okay. that we can sharp to, to, to cut this off? And, right. and you know, I, sometimes I feel like they've oversimplified this with the washing hands and all that yeah. kind of stuff. But really, that's that's to get back to that mentality of, of, of always doing that, that's a solid foundation for us. I think you then start to build off of some of those things, some things that sure. uh, as we work our way through them, they're going to seem like they're very common sense things. Like, why weren't we doing this before? Right. Right, uh, exactly. That's yeah. because we didn't need to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a wake-up um, call. It's and, definitely and I, a wake-up you know, and it, well, the, for the people that say it's going to change education dramatically forever, I, I don't, I don't believe that. I'm, I, 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 I think that uh, uh, good teaching is good teaching. Yeah. Well, um, and you know, you look at the Spanish flu. Right. Okay. So well, sure. 1918, brutal. 1919, we came out of it. What happened in the 20s? The roaring yeah. 20s. Yeah. And it was bathtub gin parties. <laughs> so you don't get, you know, the, again, the opposite well, of right. what happened in 1918, you right. know, which was also really sad because the GIs were the biggest infectors right. of our society and they were coming back, should have been heroes. They were actually angels right. of death. So we had that model, and that was 675,000 Americans died in a population that was only 1.5, about half of, half of what we have yeah. now. So the percentage was even more horrible, horrifying. Right. And they were killing everybody. It was, it was killing everybody. So we have, we have a great uh, a plan in place as much as we can have. But it's a, I, I, what I hear you is it's a great plan because it is, it is a system that is paying attention to the current situation but also being proactive Similar to our sport, absolutely. We it, we have to be okay. Um, and certain, you know, there's there's that reactive part of it. We but we have to look forward. Um, you know, I know Jerry Snodgrass at OHSA uh, just taking some uh, some really unwarranted shots uh, from people. Um, sure. Nobody, uh, I know Jerry on a, right. on a personal level. Nobody cares more about our kids yep. in our sports than Jerry does. Sure. Um, and, and so that that's been a little bit unfair. But but I also know that uh, that. That they're in contact with the Ohio Department of Education. They're in contact with the governor's office. Right. They they right. want to be right. They, they want to be ready, so that when when these things start to break out, and, and I'm going to tell you, the governor's office has held this real close to the bone because okay. I, I, I've been in some meetings on a state level that I, I'm very confident that the Ohio Department of Education yeah. is finding out the same time we are about some of the governor's decisions. That's he, awesome. he 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 he's keeping it that tight, close to the vest. Well, it makes a lot of sense. And and and, and so. What I've seen so far has has made sense. Let's continue to make sense. Let's not continue to uh, um, 
lose our minds with it, but let's continue to make progress. I, I, you know, I, I think on a daily basis, we have some of the most uh, brilliant people in the world that live within yeah. our boundaries. Absolutely. I got to believe that at some point in time, we're going to, we're going to find some ways, we're going to find some fixes to this and, and then be able to move forward with it. And I agree with you. And, 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 and I'm hearing more and more. So the intellect is really, I, I think it's stunning. Yeah. I mean, and the internet also both positively and negatively affect that. Having said that, what do you think about our sport? Um, you know, I, it's, it's been fun watching our sport, uh, sure. two, two th major things. And I got involved with the girls, first girl state wrestling tournament okay. this year. I went down and worked the table. I volunteered. That's cool. Uh, I said, you know, 20 years ago when I was coaching, when, uh, when division one programs were dropping like flies, like yeah. flies, I yeah. said, girls wrestling will help to save our sport. Yes. And I, I remember, man, some of the old diehards said, no, there's no, girls can't wrestle. They can't wrestle. Well, I'm going to tell you, I went down this. I was at, I was at Hilliard. They can wrestle. Sure. They did a great job. They're tremendous sportsmen. Awesome. Um, I, I just think uh, so proud of what I've seen on that level sure. and the growth in the state of Ohio and what people up here in Northeast Ohio are doing. I know Mentor had some. Dave Wrestler over Dave at Lutheran Wrestler did a great, great job. job. Yeah. Uh, you know, Eric Burnett over oh, at Elyria yeah. sure. um, had some had some of Tiffin's girls out last year for the Lorraine County All-Star meet. Nice. Um, but uh, so I think that's a good thing. The other thing I've thought long and hard about is I, I look at the, the coaching ranks. Sure. And, you know, the coaching ranks when I was a, a young coach were, were guys that came out of our local co college programs. You know, of course. Uh, D. Giovanni and Ralph Graham came out sure. of Cleveland State's program. Sure. You know, Albert, Tony, and yeah. and and and, uh, and and Ralph Graham, and uh, yep. uh, and with the loss of some of those programs, with yeah. so whereas wrestling got stronger in the state of Ohio, but Columbus because Ohio State wrestling has gotten stronger. Sure, no question. So we're seeing more of those people kind of work into the high schools. I think we really need to to do the most we can to encourage. The Notre Dames, the John Carrolls, yeah, the Paul I mean, Wallaces, because those are our future coaches. And Hiram now. I'm going to have Hiram, Hiram have, bring back uh, tremendous. Hiram. I'm going to have Hiram's uh, coach on. Super, in a weeks. super yeah. excited. Andrew Hiram. Bogle, I believe right. his name. Yeah. I see he's got some local ties there. Just yeah. super excited to see that come back. Um, would love to see something back at Tri C. Sure. At one time, you know, oh, Gary yeah. Ceresi and, and that crew was over at Tri C. Drago. Joe, Joe Drago. Drago. Man, he had some, uh, the he national, some national, national powers. Champs. National yeah. powers. And, and, yeah. and Tri C is a legitimate first step for a lot of our kids coming out of high school that aren't sure. And I would love to see something back there um, again. But I, I think that that development on that that college level is important to us uh, in, in Northeast Ohio that we got to get back to making sure those are strong programs. And I see Baldwin Wallace making some huge strides. John Carroll's never lost a, yeah. uh, a step in at Mount Union. Our OAC schools have been Josh great. Malave, right. Mark Haywell, yep. doing, doing great, 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 great jobs. Yeah. Case uh, is, yeah, has done a nice Danny job. Dan, Danny, Danny works his tail off terrific. over there. Yeah. I love getting my emails from him every month on what yeah, they're doing. And so, of course, uh, Marchetti at uh, right. Notre Dame. And, and yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. yeah, so we just we have to continue down that road because so, those those are our future coaches and that's a future of our sport i agree with you so what are we doing now with uh with covid with our sport what do you think that's how, how that's going to affect the 2021 season um and how can we make sure that it doesn't well i i, I just i just think it's it's an emphasis on the sanitation things that we do okay that we've always done and, and maybe it's telling people what we do instead of, you know defense soap Right, uh, you know, you and I know about the fence soap. Yeah, but beyond the wrestling community, I don't know people know what they what they've done. They're and, actually and, doing and, really and what, well. They're um, actually doing really well outside. I, the I've seen some of this stuff starting yeah. to pop up, but but yeah. I think it's important to to let people know that we are being proactive about this. Awesome. We're not waiting to react. We're, we're, you know, we're sanitizing mats on a regular sure. basis. I, sure. I remember back in the in the uh, late nineties, we were um, 
I had a mister that we missed the locker room down every sure. once a week. I tell the kids to take everything home night. We're missing everything off in the locker room just yep. to help us sanitation wise. Yep. Um, so, but to let people know that we're doing that so it is safe. Again, we have to make them believe that we're doing what it takes to be safe in our sport. Right. And so maybe it's also a different type of fluid mentality about keeping a kid off the mat too if he's sick absolutely you, you, you know have I mean? to yeah you have to and and those are the tough calls for coaches they are you know when i my first year as a head wrestling coach i had over 60 kids in the wrestling room wow um i, I was blessed uh took over a program that really had not been very successful on the mat but had good numbers and we sure. we had some immediate success uh because of those numbers and i think sometimes coaches feel the pressure now to say God, I gotta fill. I gotta fill a dual meet. I gotta. Yeah. I gotta fill a squad. I got. Yeah. You know, uh, he looks okay. Maybe I can walk him out there. Nah, sit him down. Yep. So it's 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 the end of the it's the end of the, and if, if this has taught us nothing, mm-hmm. it it needs to have taught us that that you, you there's it's a long season and we always we knew the grind of wrestling as wrestlers. We no knew doubt. the grind. Listen, we had to make a tough decision this year. My hundred and seventy pounder, uh, who ended up wrestling eighty two at sectional, had mono. Mm. And his father is an assistant coach at Chagrin Falls as a football coach. He's a jock. He wrestled for Kenston. And it was really a joint decision. So it was Jake, my assistant coach, myself, the wrestler Owen McClintock, and his father, Ken, and, of course, his mother, Kelly, as well. She's a dentist. And we all made the decision he's going to wrestle. You know, and they felt very comfortable with it. He lost 7-6 to at 82. He was up, you know, weight because he couldn't cut weight. He was out six weeks. And... He couldn't wrestle anymore. Right. He just let let it out there. But that kid ended up making second in the second at sectional, yep. made the district. So he was right there. Right. And and I remember talking to the father a couple times. I had no no problem with you making that decision. But that's a tough decision. Well, now guess what? That's going to be the decision. That's going to be the model. I think right. moving forward. It it, right? ha- it ha- absolutely yeah. has to be because and you have to involve all those parties in it yeah. too. Yeah. Uh, and, 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 and and particularly like maybe there's a grandmother living at home with the McClintocks. You know what are we doing sending them home? With a potential, you know, and you, and you need to start it early on. You know, we we know a lot of our stuff takes place on on the weekends. You you better start on a Monday and Tuesday, saying we're going to need to make a decision, yeah, yeah, pretty quick about whether it's a go or no go. That way, everybody's fine with it by the time we get to Friday night. We're not sitting in the locker room at Wayne's and seeing what the other team's got it. You know, at yeah. one sixty to say whether or not I'm going to weigh my kid in and walk him out there on the man or not. Yeah. Yeah, we got to get away from that mentality, yeah. Um, yeah, and make sure that we're doing what's best for the kids because that in the in the long run that'll be what's best for our sport. I, I agree with you 100%, and our sport has to get to that point. Right. And it has to do whatever it takes, in my estimation. So what can we do, you know, politically, um, business-wise, mentally? What, what, what can we do to reach out to the powers that be to say, don't destroy it, you know, don't destroy this season? Well, I, I think, again, it comes internally, and I think yeah. one of the best things that I saw take place was when you brought wrestlers and business over to Cuyahoga Heights last year, and they did that one-day program. Yeah. That, we need more of that. We need education for our coaches to say, this is the right thing, this is the wrong thing, this is the why. Okay. Because then then administrators aren't second-guessing you. Right. Um, right. You know, uh, it's different in my position because people know that I'm born and bred a wrestler. Sure. So when wrestling decisions are being made at Cuyahoga Heights, they know that I got my fingers in it. Yeah. We're that small. Yeah. At Mayfield, uh, you know, Keith Kelly's a great guy. Sure. Uh, superintendent. I don't know that Keith knows anything about wrestling. I don't know he knows about decisions that are being made down there. Yeah, there's so, still uh, superintendents that, that call us players. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, you know, you better yeah. have strong ties to your athletic sure. directors. You have, sure. it, it, and again, it's what we've learned a long time ago in business about relationships. Yeah, no and doubt. if my AD trusts my coach that he's being honest with him and he's doing the right thing, then we're in a good place. Well said. We say it time and time again, and I know other schools aren't as blessed as we are. 
so many of our coaches are teachers. Yes. They first and foremost know what our mission is. Yeah. And that, that translates to what we do athletically and academically. Our mission just isn't one-fold. It's in the arts. It's in the academics. It's it's the whole person. The it's entire it's the entire thing. Yeah. And so, you know, much like Beachwood, we share athletes. Sure. You know, it, it's Tuesday night. There's a tra- it's you Tuesday night. There's track practice. Guess what? The concert's at, at, at 7 o'clock tonight. And yeah. half your track team singing in the concert tonight. Guess where they're where they're going? I, I I've got band so, yeah band guys all of, all the time. It's that working together and mm-hmm. knowing what's best for the whole student. Right, right. And and and, and we got to get away from it's all about me and my sport. I agree. It's got to be about the big picture. I agree. Um, and and that's a hard thing to do. Sometimes if you don't have an educational background, some and I've, I've seen it in a lot of sports, uh, especially sports that have some CYO ties and that type of thing, the JO, where it's all about that sport. Right. And there's no crossover to what's going on in the building. And I, that, that's, that, that's where you hurt. Because yeah. Yeah. wrestling, all sports can be used to strengthen your building. Can no be strength, They feed off of each other. No question. You know, I a long time uh, had discussions on the state level with people who said, you know, Hey, when your football team's 10-0, it's a lot easier being on the ballot in November. No doubt. Because there's a lot of positive vibes. Not that that passes a levy for you, but there's a lot of positive vibes. Sure. When you're putting 170 kids in the band at halftime, there's a lot of positive vibes about your music program yep. going on at that point in time. Those are positive things for your school district. And it's not just your math scores or your ACT scores. Right. It's about all the rest of those things, too. It's camaraderie. Absolutely. It's family. Absolutely. You know, and I, I, I want to graduate great humans. Great wrestling is easy. Yeah, you know what I mean, great right. wrestling is easy. But so, Tom, you've 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 really given us a great platform uh, and a great perspective from an administrator, but also as a wrestler mentality and as a coach. Um, I want to wrap this up. I'd love to talk to you for, <laughs> forever. We but, do it anyhow. Yeah, <laughs> we did, indeed. Well said. Well said. But you know, we like to leave with a couple of different or one or two ideas or, or or heartfelt thought processes with our with our audience as a blood time message what 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 could we get from Tom Evans? um just that uh you know I am who I am today sure. in, in large part because of those people and what took place in that wrestling the the, the life skills that I learned from wrestling the wrestling the, 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 the deal yeah. with adversity that there's going to be good days and there's going to be bad days and in and, and we we place so much of an emphasis on winning, but yet I, I, I love to read. I probably learned more lessons from the, the, the losses, the tough losses, yeah. than, than anything else to look back and say, uh, um, you know, what made me get better with that mentally, physically, emotionally? Because yeah. all those things together play. And you and I have both known wrestlers that were phenomenal physical specimens that mentally yeah. couldn't keep it together oh, no. or emotionally question. couldn't keep it no together. Question. But we've also known, the, and we talked about tonight, the kids that were so mentally tough that yeah. may not have been great physical, but, but boy, you just hated to go out on the mat with them because you knew for six minutes you were they were just going to give you everything. They're going to be chewing on your ankle no so you walked off the mat. No it, it didn't matter. Um, I remember how many times I've looked in the state finals and there's a guy there and I'm like, how did we get here? Well, yeah. because... That boy that, would not be denied. Not, not, he would so, not be denied. And I think those are life skills. Sure, those are life skills. And I, you know, we, I we've all seen the bumper sticker wrestling is life. But yeah. you know, in a lot of ways, that uh, it, it is for me. Yes, it, it certainly is for me. Uh, just on a personal, professional, all that level. So, and uh, so wrestling is life. And we had uh, Jake Goodwin in, uh, and he said wrestling saved his life. Yeah, you know, and so wrestling is life. Wrestling saves some lives. And uh, hopefully we can save a lot of lives yeah. with smart decisions moving forward in this crisis that we're 
coming out of. Right. And with voices and intellect and hearts like Tom Evans, we're gonna we're gonna win this. I think we're just if we're I I like to see us all pulling in the same direction I because agree. when the wrestling community is all moving in in the same direction, we're unstoppable. We're unstoppable, unstoppable. Well, Tom, thank you so much for this. Oh, thank you, Pete. Love your brain, love your heart, <laughs> love your spirit. Good luck to the Skins until they re- if they wrestle against <laughs> the Tigers. There we go. I, I'm, I'm a big fan Is of it? you guys until you're wrestling against the Tigers. And maybe Beachwood, but no. <laughs> and uh, good luck. Uh, hopefully everything gets back to reasonably some semblance of what we considered normal. Absolutely. Thanks for having me, Pete. Yes, absolutely. Tom Evans, superintendent from the Cuyahoga Heights School Systems. We are all blood. Love to all. Coach Cimarroni. want to share with you my thought of the day. Use your intellect first and then bring your passion. I want to thank Serve Pro of Beachwood, our newest sponsor, and Jack Coslin, the owner. They serve all of Northeast Ohio, not just Beachwood. They specialize in disaster cleanup that leaves your home or office like new, like it never happened. Flood and water damage, fire, mold, and they say even blood and guts. Not just any Serve Pro. Seek out Serve Pro of Beachwood. That's Serve Pro Beachwood, Shaker Heights, Cleveland Heights.com, 216-464-4498. Operated by a former All-State wrestler from Beachwood, we love Serve Pro of Beachwood. Bruce Martin, host of Pit Pass Indy. Each week, I go behind the scenes of the NTT IndyCar Series and introduce our listeners to the biggest stars of IndyCar, which features the Indianapolis 500 as its cornerstone event. The men and women that compete in IndyCar may be the bravest athletes in all of sport as danger lurks around every corner. They are able to look danger in the eye without flinching. That is why the NTT IndyCar Series features the best racing on the planet. Join me every week as we talk to the stars of IndyCar, including the legends of the Indianapolis 500 on Pit Pass Indy from Evergreen Podcast.